Hello, everyone, and welcome to Section 105 Game Day. I am your host, Evan Yost, and with me, I have co-host, Davis Jackson. Mm. All right, so as always, we'll get things kicked off with the games to recap. Uh, this is our second episode that we have combined NFL and college football. Um, first one, actually, for Davis since he wasn't here last week. Uh, so it's good to have him back. But we'll go ahead and get things kicked off with the Buccaneers versus the Bears Thursday night football. Uh, Jared said that there was no way the Bucks could win last week. Um, I picked the Bears, um, or he said there's no way the Bucks wouldn't win, so no way the Bears would. But I picked the Bears, and sure enough, the Bears made me look smart again as Nick Foles was 30 for 42 with 243 yards and one touchdown with only one interception in his first start of the season of the season and getting a 20 to 19 win. You know, the Bears came back uh, from down. Uh, at one point, they were down 13 nothing. Um, in the start of the in, in the second quarter, they came back from down 13 nothing to win that one, 20 to 19. Like you said, and Tom Brady showed his age when he pulled the J.R. Smith football style. I'm forgetting what down it was near the end of the game. All right. So next, we'll go on to the Raiders versus the Chiefs. Uh, I was actually last week tempted to pick the Ch- Raiders, but I know that I would have gotten so much hate from. Uh, you, Davis, from listening to this, and Jared, who was actually on the podcast. Uh, but I went ahead and picked the Chiefs. Um, but I, I was expecting it to be close. The Raiders show again that they are the dark horse team of the NFL this year as Henry Ruggs shines again his first career touchdown with only two receptions but making the most of it with 118 yards. Uh, but Derek Carr was uh, 22 for 31 with, uh, with uh, 347 yards with three touchdowns and one interception in the the 40-32 Raider win. Yeah, it was tied at 24-24 going into the fourth quarter, and then the Raiders just went on a roll and made it 40-24 to before the Chiefs scored again. I was shocked that the Raiders won this game um, just because the Chiefs are such a good team, the defending champs, probably the, still the favorite to win the Super Bowl this year, or at least one of the favorites, and then the Raiders who – yeah, they're like you said, they're a dark, they're a dark horse team in the NFL this year. I don't know if they're the dark horse team. Um, yeah, they beat the Saints and the Chiefs, but they've also struggled against like they struggled against the Patriots. They and lost that one by sixteen. They only beat the Panthers by four. They did lose to the Bills by one. They're good. They're a pretty good team, but uh, yeah, I was shocked that they won this one. All right, so next is the Seahawks versus the Vikings. Uh, Russell Wilson connects with DK Metcalf a lot in the fourth quarter to get the comeback uh, W in Seattle, uh, 27 to 26. Uh, to be honest, it probably wouldn't have – it probably would have been a much better – it probably would have – to be honest, Seahawks probably would have lost if the Vikings had kicked the field goal that they were in red zone, but they for some reason went for it on fourth down, uh, didn't get it. Uh, Russell Wilson, though, was 20 for 32, 217 yards, and three touchdowns, and only one interception against the Vikings. Yeah, I think the decision to go for it on that fourth down was actually the right decision, because if you convert that inches, there's a, the, the chance of you converting that inches is really, really high. Obviously, the low chance won this time, but if if probability would have won out in that one, the Vikings would have easily won that game. They probably would have scored a touchdown on that drive had uh they just gotten a few more inches. So I think that was the right call. Just great defense by the Seahawks. They're five and zero now. Yeah, this was a tough one, but five and zero is five and zero. And they 
they're going to continue. I think they're going to continue to uh, play well, continue to win games. All right, next is the Giants versus the Cowboys. Also a comeback win uh, as the Cowboys were down and they ended up winning 37 to 34. Uh, Zeke ran 19 times, uh, 92, 91 yards, and two touchdowns. Uh, the entire Cowboys team was winning this one. It had a really huge drive um, to win this one as Dak Prescott, as I'm sure all of y'all who are listening to the podcast know, suffered a gruesome compound fracture in his ankle that put him out for four to six months. And all we can hope for is that, that it's only season ending, I mean, as it already is, and not career ending or anything, long-term effects. Uh, but our thoughts are prayers and prayers are with Dak Prescott, um, as this is also his first injury that will cause him to miss a start in his career. Yeah, good way to uh, come back and win that one down 17-3 to three in the second quarter uh, for Dallas. And then they um, – there was the uh, Anthony Brown pick six, uh, fumble return that really turned the tide for him because it was 17-10 to 10 at that point. And then Anthony Brown had about a 30-yard fumble return touchdown. Uh, yeah, the Giants would score – go on to score later in that uh, quarter to take a 20-17 to 17 win, but the momentum was on the Cowboys' side. Um, at that point in the game, even though at one point the Giants would take a, a 34-31 lead. But just good one for the Cowboys. Great job by Andy Dalton coming in there and uh, salvaging a win for him uh, after that, like you said. Gruesome leg in, uh, ankle injury. Again, like you said, thoughts and prayers with him and his family right now, especially uh, especially him if just having to deal with that. All right, so now we'll shift gears and go on to college football. Uh, first game to recap for college football is Arkansas versus Auburn. Arkansas, I think that if Felipe Franks returns next season, I think that they're going to be a really good team in the SEC. And I know that sounds really weird to say that Arkansas might actually be a good team in the SEC, but they almost ups- upset Auburn and Georgia this year already after the first three weeks. Uh, Anth- Anthony Schwartz, Auburn wide receiver, had 10 receptions uh, for 110 110- uh, for 100 yards with a with a touchdown to get Auburn the 30-28 to 28 W in this game. Yeah, Felipe Franks has been really good, like you said, for Arkansas. 318 yards and four scores with zero interceptions last week. Um, honestly, I feel like Arkansas should have won that game. They were up uh, 27-21, 28 I mean, no, they were actually down 27-21, my bad. Um, but then... They scored to make it 28-27, and they were holding on until that last drive by Auburn. It sucks that Arkansas lost that game for Arkansas fans. I'm not a fan of either Auburn or Arkansas, but it's good to see that Arkansas is coming back, and Auburn really needs to fix things. They're not looking good whatsoever. All right, next we'll go on to Missouri versus LSU. LSU's another team that's not looking good right now. Uh, LSU gets upset again as it looks like their season may be over before it begins as they have only beaten Vanderbilt in the SEC and lost to Missouri this week 45-41 to and Mississippi State two weeks ago. LSU, I believe, was the better team, uh, but Miles My- Brennan was tw- – because Miles Brennan was 29 for 48 with a 430 yards and four touchdowns, three of which were to uh, Terrence Marshall, who also had 11 receptions for 235 yards. Uh, but Missouri did come out with the win, so their quarterback, Connor Bazalak, I think I'm pronouncing that right. I don't know. Um, just look at his name. Uh, it's weird. But anyways, uh, was 29 for 34 with uh, four, uh, 406 yards and four touchdowns as well. 
Yeah, um, Missouri, they – it was kind of a surprise win for Missouri. They got blown out by Alabama in week one, blown out by Missouri in their – or not week one, but uh, just week one for them. They got blown out by Alabama week two for them. They got blown out by Tennessee. Then they go uh, – it was supposed to be at LSU, but the hurricane uh, changed it, so they had to play at uh, Missouri. But good win for Missouri, and – now they're both one and two. Missouri and LSU have the same record, which is kind of weird, especially considering that LSU was so dominant last season, and now they've lost two of their two out of their first three games. Yeah, well, I mean, they only I think they only had three starters coming back, and that was uh, Derek Stingley, uh, someone on their uh, defensive line or offensive line, and then they also had um, uh, Terrence Marshall come back. But other than that, they had everyone uh, leave. Uh, either transfer. I mean, I doubt anyone transferred, but I think they most of them went into the NFL. So yeah, and then next, uh, Jamar Chase opted out as well. Yeah, Jamar Chase opted but, out. But yeah, that the losses that they had last. Uh, I remember in the college football preview, I said LSU has to prove that last season was not the stars all aligning in the right place at the right time, and it looks like complete. I'm giving complete credit to that team last season. That team was a historical team, but it's looking like that team may have just been all the right pieces in the right places at this at a certain time because they're not looking good this year. Well, it's not only that. It's just like LSU's always been pretty good, and now it's just like oh, they've never started out the season one and two since I think it was, I think it said in the 90s, I think, was the last time they actually started out season one and two. So, I mean, it's like they've always yeah, been that, good, and it's just like this year is just also like. With, that's also with non-conference play. This season, yeah, that's true. they're playing against much tougher competition in their first three games. Like usually, they'll at least play one FCS one team or something. Usually, yeah, usually, usually two cupcake teams and one decent, two possibly really good team. Mm-hmm. All right. So next uh, is the Florida versus Texas A&M game. Uh, Kellen Mond actually did something for finally and made me eat my words. But you know what? If every bad thing I say about any player on this podcast later makes me eat my words, I'll be happy because I want these players to prove me wrong. And Kellerman did that as he was 25 for 35 with 338 yards and three touchdowns and no turnovers, leading the Aggies to a 2-1 and one start with their only loss being against the second-ranked team in the country in Alabama. Uh, I also have to highlight A&M's other uh, two leaders uh, is Isaiah Spiller, He's looking really good. He's a sophomore. Um, he started last year for them as a as a redshirt freshman, I believe. Uh, he's looking really good. He had 27 rushes for 174 yards and two touchdowns. And Caleb Chapman, uh, just starting to like really do good. He's I think a junior. Um, he suffered a probable torn ACL, uh, and is probably out for the season. Went off with, uh, with but he went off this uh, game with nine receptions, uh, but made the most out of them with 151 yards and two touchdowns as AMM takes a 41 to 38 win over the Gators. Yeah, Florida was looking like a team that was gonna be that was gonna roll. Um, they dominated Ole Miss. Obviously, they struggled defensively. Then they beat South Carolina by two touchdowns. And coming into this game, I thought there was no chance AM would win, especially with Kellen Mond. But like you said, Kellen Mond made me and you, both of us, pretty much everyone in the world that has anything, any sort of interest in college football to eat their words because Kellen Mond, that was probably his best career game. Only 10 incompletions with about with 338 yards, three touchdowns. And like you said, Spiller and Chapman played well too. I was shocked that Annan won this game. 
Yeah, I mean, his best, uh, to be honest, his best career game was probably the A&M LSU game that went into seven overtimes. Um, but yeah, yeah this but one was that's probably just cause... really, yeah. Well, I mean, it, even like if you look at his fourth, I think the, even if the fourth quarter thing, I think I, after the fourth, after the fourth quarter, I think the score was like 40 something or 40 something or 30 something, 30 something. So, I mean, I think that even then, there, uh, he still had a really good game. I mean, you have to have a good game to go into uh, overtime, let alone with the with LSU's team then. So, all right, so. Seven overtimes. Yep. Uh, next is uh, Texas versus Oklahoma, Red River rivalry. Um, a lot closer than I thought, but like me and Jared said, OU came out with the win. However, it was in four overtimes. They got the 53-45 to 45 win. Uh, Spencer Rowler did get knocked out of the game for a bit, but came back in and led the Sooners to the win as he was 23 for 35 with 209 yards and three touchdowns with only one interception. This is horrible. Texas is awful. This has been disappointing. Every single year, me, every single Texas fan, some – Press writers, some people like us, every there's always a ton of hype going into Texas. People always picking them to be a college football playoff contender, to be a top five team, to be a top ten team. We we can barely even be a top twenty five team. We could barely even be a top fifty team. This team is horrible every single year. I don't understand why it's so hard for Texas, with all the talent that they have, to win some football games. They have to come from behind. They've had to come from behind every single game except for the UTEP game. And that's because it's UTEP. They were down 31-17 to 17 against Oklahoma. They had to come back in the final three and a half minutes to send this one to overtime. Against TCU, they struggled the entire time. The whole game, they were playing awful. Against Texas Tech, they had to come, down from fi- come back from down 15 with, what was it, three and a half minutes to go? Two and yeah. a half minutes to go? Yeah, three yeah, and a half. Yeah, it was two and, a half min- two and a half minutes to go. Down 15, they had to come back and win. Texas can't do that anymore. When you're going to overtime against teams like Texas Tech, when you're losing to teams like TCU, even when you're losing to teams like Oklahoma, when the way you play is the way Texas played this past week, you can't win. You can't expect to win any football games. And I've usually been on riding the Tom Herman hype train thinking that, oh, it's just – it's it's just an amount of time until he turns this program around until this program becomes a team that continues to go to the college football playoff. But it's been the same story every single year: underperforming, not being prepared. If Tom Herman can't prepare his players for a, let alone just a regular game, a rivalry game, how is he supposed to prepare his players for a college football playoff game, for a Big Twelve championship game? For national freaking championship game, how is he supposed to prepare his players for that if he can't even get them ready for a, for a rivalry game against a team that's one and two? I'm I'm sick and tired of Tom Herman. I think that after this season, if they they should let him go after this season, I'm done with him. Urban Meyer's on the market. Nick Saban he showed interest in Texas back whenever they made the Charlie Strong hire in 2014. You can get one or two of the we can get either of those guys possibly. Those are better than Tom Herman has ever been and ever will be. Please get rid of Tom Herman. I'm tired of it. All right. So after that, I think it was a two and a half minute rant. Uh, so yeah, uh, <laughs> we'll go on to some news updates. Um, like we said, we, we're only going to be doing like uh, football updates unless there's something really big. Well, there was something really big. Lakers win the NBA Finals. They won it uh, in six games, uh, four games to two. 
Uh, but other than that, there's not really any other news for other sports. Um, so the other uh, news involving football is that SMU loses wide receiver Robertson and running back McDaniel, two starters for the season. Dalvin Cook got injured and is unsure of the duration of his injury. Uh, Falcons fired head coach uh, Dan Quinn, but they, and they also fired their GM after starting out 0-5. Uh, like we mentioned, uh, Dak, uh, Dak is out for the season with the compound fracture in his ankle. Uh, Tristan Hill for the Cowboys, uh, he's a defensive tackle. He also probably tore his ACL, so... Cowboys still have even more injuries on their defense, so and with and even just more injuries overall. I mean, they got Blake Jarwin out for the season, Tristan Hill out for the season, Dak Prescott out for the season. I mean, their best players on defense are literally a rookie and someone who hasn't played in three years, which are both Trevon Diggs and Alden Smith. So I really don't know what to make of that. <laughs> yeah, um, about Robson and uh, Bentley for SMU. They were playing really well. Bentley was a seven le- is the seventh leading rusher in NCAA uh, FBS, and Reggie Roberson is the number two receiver in FBS. So that's two big losses for uh, for SMU. All right. So now we'll go on to some picks. Um, overall, just so now we're going to go on to NFL coverage picks. Uh, so first of all, I have the Vikings will cover three and a half over Atlanta. Uh, Vikings are one and four. However, they almost beat the Seahawks, who are undefeated. Um, and, I mean, Atlanta is just horrible, and plus they just fired their head coach. Uh, so, I mean, I'm, I was kind of surprised that they were only fair by three and a half, so I think that they'll easily cover that. Uh, my first coverage pick is that the Dolphins will cover eight and a half versus the Jets. The Dolphins surprisingly blew out the 49ers last week. I know the 49ers are injury-plagued, uh, injury but the Jets are horrible. They're talking. They're going to trade their running back, Le'Veon Bell. The reports came out. So if he's going to, if he's still there on Sunday, why will he have any motivation to play if he knows he's going to be gone by sometime soon? And the Dolphins played really well, like I said, against the 49ers. I think they'll cover this one, uh, eight and a half versus the Jets, pretty easily. All right, next is the uh, – I have the Panthers versus uh, the Bears. Uh, Panthers won't cover two and a half over the Bears. This is more of an upset. Uh, I really like the Bears now that they're starting Nick Foles. I mean, I really don't know why they started Mitchell Trubisky at the beginning of the season. I was really expecting them to just start uh, Nick Foles, but they didn't. Uh, Panthers have been pretty good, um, even without uh, Christian McCaffrey. Teddy Bridgewater has been looking pretty good. They got Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore as their wide receivers, and so, I mean, they're – Looking really good there, and Mike Davis has been a, a fitting, a good replacement. Um, so I think that uh, Bears will probably still come out with the win, though. I, I, I mean, like I said, I really like Nick Foles and Allen Robinson. I mean, I think that Mitchell Trubisky was the main problem why Allen Robinson wasn't doing too well. So, but yeah, I got the I got the Bears as a kind of an upset pick. I got the Rams. We'll cover four, uh, three and a half versus the Forty ers The Rams have looked really good uh, so far this season. Um, Jared Goff has been playing well. They're looking like they were – they're looking like uh, – they're looking like they looked back two years ago when they went to uh, – when they went to the Super Bowl. And then 49ers, like I said, injury played. I don't know if Jimmy G will play this week. He played last week through two interceptions, played maybe his worst, the worst game of his career. They benched him. I don't know if they'll start him or if, or if, they'll, or if they'll start that C.J. Beathard dude. But – um. I just think the Rams will cover three and a half versus the 49ers pretty easily. I don't think the 49ers 
are uh, that good of a team, at least right now. Maybe on, later on, whenever they get everybody back, they'll be pretty good. But the Rams are looking really good right now, and the 49ers are not. So since it's right now, I think the Rams cover this one pretty easily. All right, next is college football underdog picks. Uh, first of all, I have uh, Boston College beating Virginia Tech. Boston College started to look pretty good against North Carolina. Uh, so I think that they're going to uh, come out with the win here. Um I mean, Virginia Tech's all right. I mean, but I do think that Boston College will come out with the win, even if Virginia Tech is considered the better team. Uh, this one might surprise some people, but I got South Carolina beating Auburn. Auburn has looked horrible. They almost lost to Arkansas. They got dominated by Georgia, and they they played pretty well against Kentucky, but definitely could have played better. I think South Carolina, they always, every single year, South Carolina is not that good of a team, but they – always beat a good team like last season it was Georgia it just seems like they always either they always beat a good team or at least a top 25 team every single year and I think this year it'll be Auburn obviously Auburn is not the type of team that Georgia was last season I don't think Auburn's that good of a team this year but I think South Carolina uh, wins this one in an upset all right so my next uh my next underdog pick is Arkansas to beat Ole Miss um, Ole Miss looked real, pretty good against uh, Alabama, but I still think that Arkansas is going to be the better team. Arkansas has looked really good against uh, um, against Georgia this season. I mean, so I just I just think that they're going to look really good. I mean, like you said, they also struggled against uh, our Auburn, also struggled against Arkansas. So I mean, I think that our Arkansas will end up coming out with the win against Ole Miss. Oh uh, yeah, I agree with you. I have Arkansas over Ole Miss as my second underdog pick as well. I think Felipe Franks is going to have another big game. I think this will be a high-scoring game because Ole Miss has been high-scoring so far this year. Arkansas was able to put up some points against Auburn last week. I think that um, I think that it will be a high-scoring affair, and uh, uh, Arkansas will come out with the win in the end. All right, so next we'll go on to some fancy stuff. Uh, first, this is just the players to bench and start. So um, player, my player to bench this week is I have uh, – my player to start this week is I have Allen Robinson. Uh, like I said, I've had him in this segment for a while. I mean, he's boomed ever since I've started having him in this uh, segment. So I'm gonna just uh, kind of don't fix what's what don't uh, don't fix what isn't broke, you know. So uh, I think that he's gonna have a really good game this week. Um, I mean, Nick Foles has been targeting him a lot, so I think that he's just gonna have a really good game and keep on booming in fantasy. Uh, my first, my player to start is Mike Davis, the Panthers running back. I added him a few weeks back after the McCaffrey injury, and he's been. He's been not on McCaffrey level, but, like, right below it. McCaffrey level is usually 25 to 30 points a week, typically. Sometimes he'll bust and go for more. I mean, boom and go for more. My bad, not bust. Mike Davis has been around 19, 20, 25 points a week sometimes. I don't know if he's ever gotten to 25, but he's been uh, – he's gotten around the 20s every single week, and I think he's going to continue that again. I'm starting him again. You should start him this week. All right. Next is uh, my player to bench or players is uh, Rams wide receivers. Um, to be honest, like I said, I mean, Robert Woods will go off. Then Cooper Cup will go off. Uh, it's just super inconsistent. It's mainly just those two. I mean, Tyler Higby is also kind of, if you want to include him in there too. Um, but, yeah, I mean, they're just always inconsistent. So just make sure you, like, I would just bench any Rams wide receiver unless you absolutely have to in, like, a – play him in, like, an eight-team league or something like that. Um, but other than that, definitely look at benching them. 
Um, I played a bench is Clyde Edwards Helaire. He has not been that good these past two weeks. He's been he's been good before this season, but never really been great. Uh, yeah, I think his first game he did really, his first game he did good. Uh, can't remember the others, but I know that these past two weeks that he's not been that good. Um, and I just don't know if it's worth the risk, especially against this Bills defense. So um, don't start Clyde Edwards Helaire this week. All right, so next is the top players from last week in the top games. So my my uh, NFL uh, top player is kind of like a whole team, to be honest. It's just the Cowboys team overcoming the Dak Prescott injury and kind of just driving back, um, in my opinion, especially Greg Zerlin. He had another game-winning field goal. Uh, he's already had two of the season. So he's really – I mean, to be honest, he might be the uh, Cowboys MVP this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I definitely just think that the Cowboys team overall is just probably the best – uh, player last week for the NFL? Uh, the top player last week, in my opinion, was Chase Claypool, the Steelers wide receiver, the rookie. Uh, he had seven catches for 110 yards, which is good. Probably not top player level, but wait till you hear this, this, this next two stats. He had three receiving touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. He had four total touchdowns as a wide receiver. That is almost unheard of. He played such a good game last week um, scoring touchdowns. I think that that's that, that that alone deserves him winning top player of the week. And also when you add on the 110 yards on seven catches, that was a very, very good performance by Claypool. All right, so next we're going on to college football. Uh, my top player is Kellen Mond. He really stepped up. I mean, like I, we, we already read his stats. I mean, that's a huge win for him and Jimbo Fisher. I mean, getting a win over a top four team uh, whenever, you were start, whenever they were just starting to struggle – getting blown out by Alabama, but that was a really good win for them, and Kellen Mond really stepped up. Yeah, the top player for me last week was Najee Harris. He had 206 yards and five rushing touchdowns. That is insane. Five rushing touchdowns to go along with over 200 yards. That is one of maybe the, maybe one of the best running back performances I've ever heard of. Um, I've heard of some 300-yard games. I know Deontay Foreman, who played for Texas a few years back, had like a 350-yard game. But he did not have five rushing touchdowns. That is a very good game for Najee Harris. All right, so next is the top game. I'm just going to go ahead and list them because we are kind of are, we already reviewed both these games, so I'm just going to go ahead and list them. NFL game, I have the Seahawks versus the Vikings. Uh, that was just a really good game, comeback win by the Seahawks. And then the college football one, I kind of had trouble with this one, though. Uh, there was Florida versus a and That was a really good game. But I had to go with Texas OU. It was a rivalry game, and it went into four overtimes. However, the Texas A&M game was right there with it. I mean, it's an upset. Plus, it was a really close game, 41-38. to 38. So, those were my kind of almost like two. Yeah, my NFL one, we didn't recap. It was last night, Chargers versus Saints. The Saints won 30-27 to 27 in overtime. The Chargers could have won it in regulation, but the kicker missed a 50-yard um, the kicker missed a 50-yard field goal at the um, at the end of regulation. Um, so, but the Chiefs Saints came back from down twenty to three to win this one in overtime, and then my college football game was sadly Texas OU. Um, not going to talk about that again because I've already had that. What was it? Two and a half minute rant. Yes. All right. So now we will go on to your top players. All right. At number six. Uh, four. So I'll just start with. Uh, you want me to start with NFL or college football? Uh, just go ahead and start with NFL. We've kind of been doing that in that order this entire podcast. So, yeah, just go ahead and start with NFL. All right. In NFL, at number three, I have Aaron Rodgers, Packers quarterback versus the Bucks. 
I think this is a pretty good game this week. Obviously, the Bucks are not – I don't think they're – they're good. Their record is good. I don't think they're as good as everyone's hyping them up to be. Obviously, last week they lost that one. I think – aren't they 3-2? and two? So, that's not great of a record. Record, but not – I said good. I meant to say pretty good. But um, you get the picture. I think this could be a pretty good game. Aaron Rodgers has been really good so far this season. Um kind of proving that he's still uh that he's still relevant that he's still um he's still one of the best out there the Packers are 4-0 coming off their bye week I think he's going to have a very big game and yeah I think that Aaron Rodgers has been really performing very well this year I mean um even with I mean without having Devontae Adams he's been doing phenomenal I mean he's been having Aaron Jones to pass too and also I mean he's been having some wide receivers that just go off one week, but then they bust the next week or whatever. So no really fantasy intakes there. But anyways, but yeah, I really think that to be honest, uh, Aaron Rodgers like has just been having one of the best uh, career years so far. Uh, number two, I got Pat Mahomes. I mean, Josh Allen, my bad. I read the I read number one instead. So you already know who number two and number one is. So number two is Josh Allen. Number one is Pat Mahomes. They're both in the same game. Josh Allen, the Bills quarterback versus the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes, the Chiefs quarterback versus the Bills. I think this is going to be a great game, and these two guys are going to be um, the guys who define it. It's going to be a – I think it will be a high-scoring duel. Um, but I think in the end, Mahomes will be the better uh, – will end up with the better stats and have a better game. But it's going to be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to this one on Monday night. Obviously, the Cowboys play on Monday night as well, but this one is at four, so it's probably I can watch this one if I want to. Probably won't end up watching it just because school and stuff like that. But um, this is going to be a really good game, and I think that uh, Josh Allen will have a good game, like probably around three three fifty yards. Mahomes will have three three fifty yards, but in the end, I think it, Mahomes will be number one. But Allen yeah, I mean, I think really they're going to have really good games. I, they're both two top quarterbacks this year so far, stat-wise. Um, this is going to be a really good game. I'm really looking forward to it. They're two uh, undefeated teams. Not the Chiefs anymore, but, um, but I mean, the Chiefs are still like one of the best teams in the NFL. Um, Bills are doing really good, too. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think it's just going to – I don't know if it's going to – I think it's going to come down to a shoot-up. The thing is, though, is that I think the – the Chief, I think the Chiefs' defense is a little bit better than the Bills. The Bills have the better secondary, but the Chiefs have the better pass, de- pass defense. Um, but, yeah, it's definitely going to be a really good game. All right, then you can – yeah. All yeah, right, I'm so then really the next one, is, the, one then you go on to your top college football players. All right, at number three for college football, I've got Zach Wilson, the BYU quarterback, versus Houston. He is playing really, really well this year. He's kind of underrated because, well, he's the BYU quarterback, so people aren't really paying attention to him as much. But he's number four in passing yards with 1,241. And he also has eight touchdowns with only one interception. He's been playing really well for a BYU team that's also been playing really, really well. They're undefeated, 4-0. Uh, Houston, pretty good team. Uh, they're 1-0. Uh, I think that Wilson's going to be the top player from this game, and he's going to be the number. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm really looking forward to seeing him play. I mean, a lot of people are really high. I mean, some a lot of people are pretty high on him for uh, draft stock, but I mean, he's not in any contention for like Heisman stuff because he just goes to be because he goes to BYU. 
But yeah, BYU is looking really good this season, uh, especially Zach Wilson leading that team. So I think that I think it'll be a pretty good game. It's interesting to see how Houston does, considering they've only played one game. Uh, but yeah, I think that this will definitely be a really good game, and Zach Wilson will have a good game. Uh, number two, I'm going to do what I did for NFL as well because it's two guys from the same game. Um, so number two is Stetson Bennett, the Georgia quarterback, versus Alabama. And number one is um, Najee Harris, Alabama running back, versus Georgia. I think that uh, this is going to be probably the top game this week. And uh, these two guys are like Allen and uh, Mahomes are going to define it. I think that Najee is going to have another big game. Maybe not 200 yards in five touchdowns, but probably around 100, 150 yards. Maybe instead of Ben, it'll have around 200 to 300 yards with two, three touchdowns as well. I think those two will be the top two players this week. In probably yeah, I the think that they're really gonna. Week. This is just gonna be a really good game. Um, I really, I mean, yeah, really good game, and also just they they'll both have some really good uh. Uh, games as well. Najee Harris had a really good breakout game last year. Stetson Bennett's been performing pretty well for um, Georgia so far, so it's just going to be really interesting to see how they perform there. All right, so now we will move on to the top games portion portion of this uh, of this podcast. So uh, starting with the NFL again, uh, number three, I have the Packers versus the Buccaneers. Uh, we touched on this game a little bit. Uh, before, whenever you have Aaron Rodgers in your top three players. I think that this will be a decent game. It might be a decent game for the first half, maybe even in the quarter three. But I think the Packers will end up uh, like end up taking a lead. I mean, as they are favored and one of the best teams in the NFL right now. And Aaron Rodgers is still doing amazing without Devontae Adams. And Aaron Jones by himself is just an amazing running back. So, but this is all, I mean, also Tom Brady on the other side with Mike Evans, uh, Rob Gronkowski, all of them. Um, I think this is going to be, end up really being a really good game, uh, like I said, at least for the first three quarters. Yeah, I think this will be a pretty good game, like I uh, touched on in Aaron Rodgers and the top players. I think the Buccaneers are a pretty good team. They're not, I don't think they're playoff caliber, and if they are, it's probably like a wild card uh, team. Uh, obviously, they have Tom Brady and, like you said, Rockman, like you said, all those guys that they have. Um, but then, again, the Packers undefeated 4-0 uh, coming off their bye week. I think that the Packers will probably win this one. But that it it could be a pretty good game. All right, next is the Cardinals versus the Cowboys Monday Night Football. Uh, I think this is gonna be a really good game. Uh, really gonna be interesting to see how the Cowboys can uh, bounce back from Dak's injury, uh, also with Tristan Hill's injury and already Blake Jarwin's injury and Leighton Vanderesh, all these other injuries. Um, they said they are likely to have the uh, Leighton Vanderesh back this month, hopefully. So hopefully that can happen. Um. But the Cardinals have been like just a really good team so far. Um, I had I had them and the Raiders kind of as my dark horse teams. So far, the Raiders are doing better than the Cardinals, or they might have the same record. Um, but the Cardinals have like Kyler Murray, Kenyon Drake, um, Chase. Well, he's out right now, but Chase Edmonds is doing a pretty good as the backup right now. They got a solid receiving core uh, with uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Christian Kirk, Larry Fitzgerald, Andy Isabella. Um, have a really good defense. Buda Baker, Patrick Peterson. Uh, Chandler Jones, I mean, all those people. So, I mean, it's going to be really good to see how these teams match up, especially seeing how the Cowboys do against De- uh, with Dak out. Yeah, uh, the Cardinals have been pretty good. Hopkins is probably the best addition any team has had this offseason outside of uh, probably more than the C.D. Lamb addition for the Cowboys. Uh, so, it's kind of – it's going to be cool to see how those two big additions – obviously, Hopkins is more established. He's now the number – he leads the NFL in receiving yards. I think C.D.'s fifth. Um 
So I'm looking forward to see uh, just just as a Cowboys fan in general, but I'm also looking forward to see how the uh, uh, how Andy Dalton plays and how the Cowboys play without Dak. Um, there probably won't be as much of a pass first offense as they are with Dak. Just with Dak, you could have a guy throwing for 450, 500 yards every week. Uh, I don't know if it'll be like that with uh, Dalton in there, but it's good. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with that. All right. Uh, also, uh, Monday football um, is the Chiefs versus the Bills. Uh, this is obviously kind of going to be the top game. Bills are undefeated. Chiefs uh, lost the, only lost to the Raiders. Um, Bills are looking really good. Josh Allen, Devin Singletary. Um, they got Stephon Diggs. They're playing right now against the um, – right now, and I believe the Titans are leading 21 to 10 right now. Um, so, but I think that this is just going to be a really good. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good game. Uh, Chiefs obviously have Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, Miko Harmon, Sammy Watkins is questionable, but they still got Travis Kelsey and all those good people. So I think that this is just going to be a really good game, really good matchup between these really two great quarterbacks, and just see who can come up, come out on top. Yeah, this one's definitely the best game so far. The um, uh, for this so far for this, this is definitely the best game of the week. I mean, the Bills have a shot at staying undefeated. This. Uh, this week they're four and zero right now against the Titans. Uh, obviously they're down by. Obviously if they lose that one they'll be four and one. But the Chiefs are four and one. Bills right now, like I said, four and zero, possibly being possibly five and zero after today, possibly four and one. We'll see in probably less an hour or less. But um, yeah, I think this is gonna be a really good game. Uh, Mahomes and Allen. For the Bill Mahomes for the Chiefs, Allen for the Bills, it's gonna be a great a great uh quarterback matchup. And I'm looking forward to see what happens in this game. Yeah, uh also before I go on to college football top games, I just got an alert saying that uh Jets released Le'Veon Bell like we were talking about earlier this uh podcast episode. So um some big news there. I mean, so you were already saying how he's how he was gonna get traded. And how he was not going to have any drive to play, so that's why you had him being benched for fantasy or whatever. So I mean, that's um, kind of uh, ironic how we were already talking about him, and he just got released. Yeah, fantasy. I covered that in my coverage picks. I said that the Dolphins would cover the Jets. All right, right. All right. So next is uh, college football top games. Uh, number uh, three for college football, I have Ole Miss versus Arkansas. I think this is going to be a really good game. Like we already, I already mentioned in my uh, underdog picks, and you did too. I have Arkansas coming out over Ole Miss. I still think it's going to be a really good game, probably within seven points, uh, maybe ten tops. But I think that this is going to be a really good game, seeing Ole Miss, who did really well against Alabama. Uh, Arkansas has done really well against Auburn and Georgia. So I think this just overall it's going to be a really good game. Yeah, this is a, uh, a matchup between – Two teams that have been good in the past and are, have a new head coach and are kind of starting to come up on the rise again. Like I said, that um, I said it's a more it's a, I said it's probably going to be a high scoring game, so it's going to be an interesting game to watch. And like I, like you mentioned, we both have this in our underdog picks with Arkansas coming away with the win. Regardless, I think this will be a good game. Looking to see, looking forward to see how Felipe Franks does against uh, that Ole Miss defense and how. Um, just that Ole Miss defense can stand up and then vice versa with, uh, for the other side. Um, this is going to be a good game, Ole Miss and Arkansas. All right, next top game is Texas A&M versus Mississippi State. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good game. Texas A&M uh, just came off the win against Florida uh, in, te- uh, 
in College Station. Mississippi State came off the win with LSU. Uh, kind of also kind of just went downhill from there. It's kind of odd because Mississippi State didn't isn't actually doing too well. I think they lost this past week. So, uh, or they I know that they're I think they're two and one. So I mean I think I just think that it's going to be interesting to see this game. See if Mississippi State was just a fluke whenever they lost, or if it was just a fluke whenever they won against LSU, um, or if LSU is that bad and they won or something like that. I don't know. Um, so yeah, it would just be interesting to see see if Kellen Mond can keep his pace and see if he can perform well this week too. Yeah, I think that um, this Mississippi State has gone way downhill after that week one game. They in week one they absolutely do, they absolutely dominated LSU's defense through the air. 444 to thirty four win, six hundred twenty three yards from Costello. Week two they lost to Arkansas twenty one fourteen. They they scored 30 less points with Costello, still throwing for 313 yards, but with three interceptions. And last week they only scored two points. They've only they scored 44 points in week in their first game, and then have only scored 16 points in their last two games. KJ Costello threw four interceptions that week and was benched. Um, he was benched for Will Rogers, a freshman quarterback. So that's just super far downhill because. The last episode I was on um, was before that Arkansas game, and I had Costello in my – oh, wait, no, it was – wait, was it before that Arkansas – yeah, it was before the Arkansas game. Yeah, the last it was before episode. the Arkansas – it was because we were recapping the Mississippi State LSU game. Mm-hmm. I was on that episode, and I had Costello in my Heisman leaderboard. Now he might not even be the starter for their team anymore. That's how downhill they went. Um, Texas A&M, they've looked – they didn't look good against Vanderbilt. They didn't look good against Alabama, but they looked really good against Florida. It's gonna see. It's gonna be interesting to see if Mississippi State can is gonna continue to play bad. Texas A&M is gonna continue to play good. This one's gonna be an interesting game. And to see if KJ Costello is the one that makes the start for Ole Miss or for Mississippi State. All right, next we're gonna go to Georgia versus Alabama as a top game. Uh, obviously, it's the number three versus number two team. Uh, Georgia's been doing pretty decent. I mean, they like I said, they struggled against Arkansas, as did Auburn. Georgia ended up beating Auburn, so I think uh, actually, like I mean, kind of crushing them. So I think that this is gonna be a pretty good game. Um, Alabama did completely like, dominate A uh, and M. Um, they scored over fifty points against them. So I mean, I think it's gonna be interesting to see. I think it's got to be honest. I think this is going to be more of a high-scoring game, considering of how both of them have done against other SEC teams so far. I think it's going to be maybe in the uh, high 30s, mid 40s ish, anywhere in there. So like 38 to 45, uh, anywhere in there. So it will be really interesting to see how Mac Jones versus Stetson Bennett does this week. Yeah, um, it's going to be really interesting because Alabama's offense has been very, very good, and Georgia's defense has been very, very good. Georgia might have the best defense in. The nation. I don't know if Alabama is the best offense in the nation. That that, pot, that title probably goes to Clemson, but um, Alabama is definitely a top five offense, or probably a top five offense. Definitely a top ten offense, and Georgia's probably the number one overall defense in the nation. So it's going to be interesting to see if it's going to be a high scoring game, if it's going to be a medium scoring game, or if it's going to be a low scoring game. I don't know. I like I've already mentioned. I think Stetson Bennett and Najee Harris are both going to have big games, as is Matt Jones, Devontae Smith, Jalen Waddle for Alabama, um, Zamir White for Georgia as well. Um, I, I don't know if this is – like I said, I don't know if this will be a low, medium, or high-scoring game. 
I just know that it's going to probably be a good game because it always seems like this game ends up being a good game. All right, so next we'll go on to the uh, MVP and Heisman leaderboard. And again, just like we did for last episode, we're just going to go ahead and just list these. Uh, not really. We're not going to really go too much in depth because I mean, because I mean, we never we don't really usually do. Um, but so number five for my MVP leaderboard, I have a new face. Uh, Kyle, I have Kyler Murray coming in. Uh, I had him in it, I think, in my preview actually. But so far, I mean, he's been throwing to DeAndre Hopkins, who's the leading receiver. I think he's number six or seven in all time uh, in, uh, in um in this uh, season's uh, passing uh, yards so far. I would have Dak Prescott up here if he did not get injured, because so far he is leading the uh, the league in uh, in passing yards. Um, so he won't be for long, considering he's out now. So, but anyways, next I'll go to uh, Aaron Rodgers. I had him in last week at five, uh, and then the top three remain the same: Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, and Russell Wilson. Yeah, my three was pretty. My top three was easy. Four and five were a little bit. Tougher. Four was pretty easy. Five was the hardest. I went with Josh Jacobs. He's had a pretty good season. I don't know if that's like the best pick. I just could. You typically it's a quarterback to one size one. So I was trying to find a quarterback, but I couldn't really find a quarterback that's really stood out to me, other than Dak Prescott. But like you said, he's out. So if Dak were uh, healthy, I'd have him in the Heisman leaderboard. But since he's not, I went with Josh Jacobs, um, because his team has been pretty good as well. Uh, number four, I have Aaron Rodgers, like you have. And then no, the top three is the same as yours, just different order. Three, Josh Allen, two, Pat Mahomes, and one is Russell Wilson. All right. Uh, number And then so the next one is uh, Heisman leaderboard now. Uh, number five, I have Kyle Trask. I think I had him at like three or four last week. Uh, he dropped after this past game. He didn't really he – did, he did all right. I think he only – I don't think he – I'm not sure if he threw an interception or not. Uh, I, but I mean, still, it's just he didn't perform as well as he has been. Um, Derek King, I have him at number four, coming up from number five. Uh, he looked pretty good against Clemson. I mean, I was fully expecting Clemson to win, not as big as they did. But he did perform pretty well against Clemson, considering they probably have the best defense in the nation. Um, number three, I have Travis Etienne, Clemson running back. Uh, number two and number one are still the same: Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence. Uh, at number five, I have Kyle Trask. Number four could surprise some people. I have Shane Bouchelle. He's just been really good. The only thing is he is um, he's from SMU, so people don't really notice him that as much, but he's been really good. Number three, Najee Harris. Two, Justin Fields. And one, Trevor Lawrence. All right, so now we'll go on to our game picks for this uh, week. So, number one, so we'll start with the NFL, like we have been this entire podcast. So, the first game, Thursday night football, uh, or, uh, is uh, Broncos versus the Patriots. Um, so I got the Patriots coming out to win here. I think me and Jared picked this one last week, um, but I mean it was it didn't end up happening, so that's why you see it again. So I got the Patriots still coming out with the win. Yeah, I got the Patriots. All right, next is the uh, Washington Football Team versus the New York Giants. Uh, the Giants performed pretty well against the Cowboys. Uh, not gonna lie, I mean. It's, I mean, Washington's with, I think they're still without Chase Young, I believe. I'm not sure if he's made his return yet. Um, I, mean, I don't really watch them much. So, uh, I, I, so but I got the Giants coming out the win here because of how well they played against the Cowboys. Even though the Cowboys were without Dak Prescott, at the end, they still were leading them for the time that Dak Prescott was actually in. 
So I think that the Giants are actually going to do pretty well this uh, the this game against Washington. Yeah, I got I got Washington winning this one. This is a horrible game, but Washington. All right, next is the uh, Browns versus the Steelers. Uh, Browns looked have been looking pretty good. I mean, uh, whenever you have Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, two kind of top, I mean, two really good uh, wide receivers. Austin Hooper and, I mean, Baker Mayfield, to be honest, are probably only their problem because their backup running back is in right now, but for crying out loud, that's Kareem Hunt, who's starter quality. So I think that that's – um, I think that it's going to be a really interesting game. Steel, but I do think the Steelers' defense will end up holding them. Uh, I think Chase Claypool will have another really big game. So I got the Steelers coming off the win. Yeah, I got the Steelers in this one. All right, next is the Texans versus Titans. Um Titans are again playing right now due to uh, COVID concerns, so that's why uh, they're playing right now. Um, but Texans versus Titans, um, this is going to be an interesting game. Uh, I do have the Titans coming out the win here, just because I think that Derrick Henry is going to be too much for the Texans to handle. Um, uh, so I mean, Texans also fired their coach and G- slash GM person, so I think that's going to also play into their loss. Uh, I got the Titans. I think that they're 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 playing good against the Bills right now. I think they'll. Dominate this one. All right. Next is the Bengals versus the Colts. I think this game is going to be closer than what people are expecting. Colts are, I think, uh, favored to win by seven and a half or seven. Uh, I think it's going to be closer than everyone's expecting. I think it's going to be within seven points. Uh, but I think that the Colts will still end up coming out with the win. Oh, yeah. I got the Colts this one uh, against the Bengals. Not really an interesting game. Uh, but I think they'll, I think they'll win this one pretty easily. All right. Next is the um, next is the uh, Falcons versus the Vikings. Uh, again, I have this in my coverage picks. I have the Vikings will cover, so they will. Win- I have them winning uh, versus the 0 and 5 Falcons without Dan Quinn now. So I have Vikings also put up a really good fight against the Seahawks. Almost won the game. So I think that that's. Uh, I think that they're gonna win this game even without possibly having Dalvin Cook. Oh uh, yeah, I got the Vikings in this one as well. All right, next to the Ravens versus the Eagles. Uh, Ravens are a really good team. Eagles are kind of mediocre. I mean, they they have a pretty good defense. However, I mean, Carson Wentz haven't really been able to get to the ball to a whole lot of people um, so far. So, I mean, I think that um, Ravens and Lamar Jackson are going to be way too much for the Eagles to handle. So, I got the Ravens coming off the win by, like, 10 points, maybe more. Um, You've got the Eagles, seriously? Uh, I, I thought I said the Ravens. My bad. Yeah, no. I have the I have the Ravens. I was gonna I, say. I, mean, I was saying everything against. I was saying everything against the Eagles. So I guess I was just. I was mainly talking about the Eagles. So I guess I just that just came out. But yeah. Anyways, I got the Ravens. Yeah. Yeah, I got the Ravens too. All right. Uh, next, the Bears versus the Panthers. I mentioned this in my coverage picks. Kind of an underdog pick. Um, I got the Bears coming out the win here. Uh, I think that. Um, I think that, I mean, to be honest, David Montgomery is still a little iffy on me for, like, anything in fantasy. But, I mean, he's still a decent running back. Uh, Nick Foles is doing pretty well as a starter, uh, targeting Allen Robinson quite a bit. So, he's looked pretty good. Um, Bears defense looking pretty good, too. Uh, Panthers have a really good offense. I think it's going to be more of a shootout. Uh, I think it's going to be in, like, the 30s, maybe late, uh, like, late late 20s-ish around there. So, yeah, I think that it's going to be. Uh, but I think it's going to be a really good game, but I think that the Bears will end up coming out the win. Yeah, I got the Bears in this one. I think that the Panthers have been, they, the Panthers have been a surprise team, but the Bears have also been a surprise team. I think the Bears won this one. All right, next is the Lions versus the Jaguars. 
these next two games, I really don't have much to say. I mean, they're both kind of – they're all four kind of really bad teams. So, I mean, I don't really have much to say about this one. I just think that the Lions are going to win. Jaguars are just not as good as the Lions, in my opinion. So, I got the Lions. Yeah, I got the – I got I, – I, I disagree with you. I think the Jaguars win. Oh, okay. I read, the, I read – I was reading the wrong line at first. Okay. All right, next is the uh, Jets versus the Dolphins. Uh, I think the Dolphins are going to come out to win here. They came out with the win against the 49ers. Jets are now without Le'Veon Bell, so I think the Dolphins are going to come out to win. Uh, yeah, I got the Dolphins. I already covered this in my coverage picks, so I think they'll dominate. All right, next is the Packers versus the Bucks. Uh, I mentioned this in my top games. Packers will probably pull away in late third, mid, late third quarter, maybe mid-third quarter. Uh and end up pulling away. I think the Packers are going to uh, win. Uh, and, I mean, the Bucks are still a pretty good team, like you said. Maybe not playoff contention, but also not, like, mediocre or anything like that. So, I mean, but I do have the Packers come out with one. Yeah, I got the Packers as well. All right, next, the Rams versus 49ers. Uh, you also mentioned this, but the Rams will cover. Uh, I agree with you. I think the Rams are going to win. I mean, 49ers haven't been looking too good. It's iffy if uh, – it's kind of iffy if uh, Jimmy G is going to start. So, um, regardless if he's going to start or not, I still think the Rams will probably come out the win, but especially if he's not, the Rams will probably come out the easy win. Yeah, covered this in my coverage picks as well. I think the Rams come out with the easy win. All right, next is the Cowboys versus the Cardinals. Um, the, like the few drives that Andy Dalton actually had for the Cowboys, they were looking pretty good, but I don't see that keeping up. And as much as I hate to say it, the Cowboys are, really, the Cowboys are a really good team, but they're without Dak Prescott. Cardinals have been looking really good. So, as much as it hates me to say it, but I got the Cardinals coming out with the win here. The Cowboys are a really good team. The Cowboys are a really bad team. I got the Cardinals winning this one, sadly. All right, next to the Chiefs versus the Bills, top game of the week. Uh, I have the Chiefs coming out with the win here. Barely. I think they're going to win by, like, three, maybe seven tops. Uh, it's going to be really close, uh, but I do have the Chiefs barely coming out with the win. Yeah, I got the Chiefs winning this one. All right, so now we'll move on to college football. Uh, so I believe this game is on Friday or Thursday. Uh, anyways, it's uh, Houston versus BYU. Uh, so uh, first, uh, so I have BYU coming out the win. BYU has been pretty dominant. Uh, Houston, we've only seen one game of them. Uh, so I got BYU coming out yeah, the win. Yeah, BYU here. covered this um, in my top players, Zach Wilson. I think he's a very underrated quarterback, so I got BYU. All right, next is Miami versus Pitt. As much as Miami kind of choked in the Clemson game, uh, I still – and uh, uh, Pitt got upset by Boston College this past week. Uh, Miami's looking really good. Still with Dariq King, uh, Cameron Jordan. Uh, I got the – I got Miami coming out the win. Oh, yeah, Miami. All right, uh, next is Auburn versus South Carolina. Uh, you were talking about South Carolina possibly upsetting them. I think you had them in your underdog picks. Or, or you were talking about them possibly getting the underdog. Uh, but I have Auburn still coming out the win here. I think they'll probably win by like three or seven and will probably drop some in the rankings uh, because of how close this game will be. But I still think that Auburn will etch out the victory. No, I think South Carolina is going to come away with them. All right, next is uh, Kentucky versus Tennessee. Tennessee has been looking pretty good. Kentucky um, – has been okay. I mean, not they're not horrible, but they're also not like really good. Um, but I got still, so I got Tennessee coming out with the win. Yeah, I got Tennessee. All right, next is Duke versus NC State. Um, 
I, I think that Duke's going to come out with the win here. I mean, I don't think NC State's as good as they are kind of like, you know, like made out to be or something. And I also think that Duke uh, uh, is a pretty decent team. Uh, so I got Duke coming out the uh, win here, maybe about like three or seven. Uh, I got NC State winning this one. I don't think Duke or NC State is a good team, but I think NC State is the better team. All right, next is uh, UCF versus Memphis. Uh, I got Memphis coming out the win here. UCF kind of uh, has kind of been looking uh, like kind of not like themselves almost this past couple of weeks. Uh, but I have uh, Memphis coming out the win. I mean, they, SMU uh, did end up winning against uh, Memphis so uh, that one that one week. So, but SMU is a really good team. Uh, so, I got, I got Memphis, though. I, I got UCF. I think uh, Memphis, like you said, they've still been not playing as many games as uh, UCF has. And UCF has looked really good except for that one game that they lost. I think UCF wins this one. All right, next is LSU versus Florida. I really don't think there's much to say about this game. I mean, last year this would have been a like the, last year's uh, LSU's team versus this year's Florida team probably would be picking LSU right now. But uh, the, I mean, because I mean that team was really dominant, but this team, Florida's team, also is looking really good. But I got Florida coming out with a pretty easy win here. Um, considering LSU's only SEC team that they've beaten, like I said, is Vanderbilt. Uh, so I got Florida coming away with the pretty yeah, Florida easy win. as well. All right, next is Ole Miss versus Arkansas. I mentioned this in my underdog picks. Uh, I got Arkansas coming away with the win. Uh, I think this is going to be a really good game, like I said, maybe by like three or seven, but Arkansas, I think, will still come out the win with Felipe Franks. Yeah, I agree. Arkansas is going to come with the upset win. All right, next is uh, Boston College versus Virginia Tech. I mentioned this a lot, and, I mean, I actually legitimately think the Boston College will win this one. Um, they look pretty good against Pitt, but like I said, I mentioned in this podcast a lot that I'll usually pick against Virginia Tech, but I really don't like them as a Maryland fan. Uh, former rivals, they don't really play them anymore because Maryland's in Big Ten. But uh, I got Boston College coming out the way, coming away with the win here. Uh, I got Virginia Tech. All right, next is the uh, top game of Georgia versus Alabama. Uh, Mac Jones versus Stetson Bennett. Uh, I got Alabama coming away with this very tight win here. Uh, I got them by about maybe three, maybe seven tops, but I really don't see it going past seven. Uh, could be they could come out and surprise us all, but I really think that this is going to be a really tight game. Yeah, I think this will be a great game, but I think in the end, Alabama is going to come away with the win. All right, so that wraps up this episode of Section 105 Game Day. Uh, thanks for joining us. Don't forget to leave a comment, uh, subscribe to our podcast, uh, or anything like that, uh, wherever podcasts can be found. Uh, Thanks for joining us this week. Thank you. Glad to be back.